you know, it was really my lifelong dream was to compete in track and field and make it to the Olympics. And, you know, now I'm facing an injury that, uh, although I was able to start running again after two years, I, I mentioned, I had to realize that my, my Olympic career was pretty much over. And the issue is always how to come back and be the best that you can be at the moment, not yesterday. And tomorrow, I don't know yet, but today. I try to be the best I can today. I think the main thing for me is staying consistent. So on days that I'm happy, inspired, and everything's going well, I'll push. On days that I I'm, don't feel like working out and don't feel like being consistent that day, I'll do it anyways. I might pull back a little bit, I might not push, but I'll still put in the time. Because I think that in order to achieve agreeable results with yourself, you have to sometimes do disagreeable things. The main thing is to stay consistent as much as you can. Hi, I'm Scott Hefner, and this is Finding Your Sweet Spot. It's a show about real people with real stories of discovering that optimal space when it comes to their health and wellness, and how their core values influence their decisions concerning activity, nutrition, and self-care. My hope is that there are others who can relate in some way to these examples. And the stories shared here can help those who are on their own journey to finding their sweet spot. So let's go. Today I was speaking with someone who has been a pioneer with getting health and fitness to the masses. My full name is Gilad Janklowitz. Uh, everybody, of course, uh, knows me for the last 40 years through my TV show as Gilad. Uh, last name is a little long, so we don't need it for daily use. Let's go. I remember in the 1980s, before I was even a teenager, watching him on ESPN following along with his workouts. The TV series was Bodies in Motion, and it was one of a kind. To the left, out. Send that leg out. And then come to a straight position. Let's go out, up, back. But before back, we got into what creating down, that show was like, up. we first talked a bit about his background. I grew up in Israel. I went to school in Israel. My parents are American that came to Israel. My story with fitness and exercise and the whole, you know, sports, I'd rather say sports, really. I started really young when I was already, you know, in, in high school, even in elementary school always competing in different events, you know, track and field and football, soccer, basketball. Found myself always competitive and wanting to uh, be part of the game, so to speak. In uh, high school, I really started excelling in uh, track and field. And he excelled in multiple track and field events, including short distance runs, the shot put, and the long jump. I realized it's really interesting that, I, you know, I have several events that I'm fairly decent at, and then I discovered the decathlon. If you've never heard of the decathlon, here's a short description. It's an athletic competition consisting of 10 track and field events held over a two-day period. Traditionally, the first five on day one are the 100-meter run, the long jump, shot put, high jump, and 400-meter run, while day two includes the 110-meter hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, and 1,500-meter run. Winners are determined by the combined performance in all events, and performance is judged on a point system. I kind of discovered that and got really uh, excited about 
competing and maybe even making it to the Olympics. That was my, my dream, is to become an Olympian, an Olympic athlete. He completed the mandatory military requirement for all citizens in Israel and started to shine in his pursuit of the decathlon. I was one of the top athletes in the country and I was uh, the national record holder in the decathlon. He then decided to come to the United States and through some connections from friends. I uh, landed up at, uh, in Los Angeles at, uh, at UCLA, met uh, some of the track coaches over there and I started training with them and eventually I went to school, started going to school there as well. Gilad's pursuit of his Olympic dream kept getting closer and closer as he practiced with some of the best track and field athletes at UCLA. Five levels above me for sure, if not more. But they were very courteous and really kind of took me in and helped me uh, improve my scores. Because I was very eager to, to train and get really, really good, I think I overdid it and I overtrained. And uh, I competed, uh, I came back in Israel to compete for the national championships here and kind of tore my Achilles tendon. It ended up being a partial tear, but it didn't really matter at this point. It was severe enough to take me out of competition for two years. My lifelong dream was to compete in track and field and make it to the Olympics. And, you know, now I'm facing an injury that, uh, although I was able to, you know, start running again after two years, I, I mentioned, but really I, have to, I had to realize that my, my Olympic career was pretty much over because I couldn't put too much stress on the leg for a long, long time way beyond the two years. So anytime I would try to approach competition level as far as my, my track and field, the leg said, no, 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 I'm not allowing you to do this. So I eventually had to put this dream away and started pursuing other, other uh, avenues. His Olympic dream was over, but it was during this time that he continued as a student at UCLA Film School and although he couldn't compete at the level he was used to... I was able to teach fitness classes, aerobic classes, toning workouts, uh, personal training I was doing. And it was during this time as a personal trainer... Ended up going to Hawaiian vacation with clients. That invited me to go with them on vacation so I could, I could keep them in shape. And I got a job offer there and I stayed. And after that first opportunity came about and he decided to stay in Hawaii, other opportunities started to pop up that revolved around starting a fitness show. And he didn't miss his chance. As they say, I took the bull by the horn and I, and I took the ball and ran with it. Of course, it didn't happen overnight. It really was, a, I mean, it was, it was a process of a couple of years uh, until I actually got it going. And in those two years... Gilad got a crash course with everything involved in putting on a television show, especially one as unique as this one. I never had any experience in business, how to run a business, how to start a business. When we go out on location, it's, it's expensive to shoot outdoors. You're dealing with the elements. Uh, you're out in the sun. You know, not only we're getting, we're getting sun all day long, but we got these big, huge HMIs shining in our faces, and I'm always fighting with the light director to, to you know, turn off the lights. <laughs> When you're out in the sun, like perspiring a lot, you can lose your voice very, very quickly. So in order for it to make, make it affordable and to be able to produce a show, we have to shoot sometimes, well, our average was six or seven shows in a day. But like most successful individuals, 
he had a supportive group of people around him, and he didn't have to go it alone. Luckily, I had a few good mentors along the way, uh, people that I met, and uh, they sort of uh, took me in and uh, showed me the showed me the ropes, so to speak. One mentor in particular really helped Galad take the show to the next level. When I was trying to uh, syndicate my show, uh, get it across different stations in the United States, and one of the in the first outdoor shows we did, I asked Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was participating in my classes in Los Angeles on a regular basis with his girlfriend back then, Maria Schreiber. Before he did his first Conan movie, he would come often into my class in the evening at, at the Sports Connection in LA, and uh, would you know jump around with us with the with the cardio, with the exercise, and would always say, when it keep me after class, he would say, I want a little bit extra from you. And I would, you know, work out with him. So when I had the chance to syndicate the show, I called him and he agreed to come to Hawaii and shoot a few shows with me. And you know, I was able to present that to uh, TV stations. And they said, oh, yeah, that's great. Sure, this, sounds, this looks like an interesting concept. So, you know, thanks to him as well, I was able to get some attention and uh, tracking around the show. I never came to Hawaii with a with the idea that I'm going to produce a fitness show. I just was hired to do a job at a club, and I thought I'll spend a year in Hawaii, save a little bit of money, and go back to California, go back to school, and finish my studies. Forty years later, I'm still in Hawaii. And even with the uniqueness of the show, the knowledge and experience Galad was bringing, and great mentors who helped along the way, he still reflected on one key aspect that contributed to his success. A lot of different circumstances and a lot of different things that came my way, the opportunity was there, and the stars and the, and the moon have aligned. You know, they really, it's, it's interesting because in retrospect, I can, say, I can see that when I was actually in the action of making it happen and bringing the show to, to become a show, with all the challenges that you have along the way and all the ifs and buts and you're never sure if it's going to happen actually and it you know now in retrospect i said wow it must have been the the stars must have aligned really well so my next thought was how the heck has he done this week after week for the past 40 years well it turns out like most things it starts with his mindset I've trained myself, uh, like for example, if I prepare for a season of shows, I will prepare for quite a bit, of, you know, for a long time, for like maybe six or seven months prior. And before those six or seven months, I'm already in decent shape. I mean, I keep myself in decent shape throughout, throughout the year. But before I go into shooting, I really plug in like a, like a competitive athlete that I am and I try to bring myself to the best possible shape I, I, I can be in, where I can do those six, seven shows in one day and be able to pace myself. It's kind of like the decathlon. You know, with the decathlon, you have 10 events of track and field. You do it over a period of two days, five on each day. And you have to sort of pace yourself. You know, you have to pace your energy. You have to pace your output. And at the same time, I try to put my maximum in each one of the shows. So it's kind of a... It's kind of a learning experience, and I mean, I've had a, many, many shows to, to uh, kind of learn the process. And what has he learned the most through this process? I think that the balance is key. You got to keep it simple enough, but it's got to be effective enough. 
he had one last example that really brought his point home. Oh, I remember I ran into uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer, once at the airport, and he spots me and he goes, you know, I work out with you in the morning. He says, I, I jump around while you do your thing and I watch you. And oh, that's great. So, you know, I have a professional boxer watching and, and following me along too. And then I have, a, you know, a 75-year-old housewife who's working out with me. And then I have, you know, nine-year-old kids who are working out with their moms. So we have a nice variety of people that feel like, you know, that everybody can do it. Everybody can feel like they're getting a workout. They're not overdoing it. It's not too complicated for them. They build success into their own workout with, with the show. And that's the key. The next part of our conversation revolved around his core values and how they align with his health and fitness. I'll call them the three C's. The first C stood for consistency. For me, it's allowing myself because I've, you know, I've suffered a lot of injuries, not just the Achilles back in the day, but throughout the years, I've suffered all types of injuries and, and surgeries. And, and the issue is always how to come back and, and be the best that you can be at the moment not yesterday and tomorrow I don't know yet but today I try to be the best I can today and that's that alone is a challenge because not every single day is is, is inspiring and not every single day you wake up with uh, you know and want to jump out of bed there's there's days like this and days like that I think the main thing for me is that I've been able to master is staying consistent so when I have you know in Everybody has days that he's in a better mood, days that he's not in a good mood, etc., and everything in between. So on days that I'm happy, inspired, and everything's going well, I'll push. On days that I I don't feel like working out and don't feel like being consistent that day, I'll do it anyways. I might pull back a little bit. I might not push, but I'll still put in the time. Because I think that in order to achieve agreeable results with yourself, you have to sometimes do disagreeable things. It's not always fun and games. There are times that it's work, and there's times that it's fun, and, and it's play, and it's joy. So I think, in, you know, when I tell people too, it says, you know, not every single day of your life you're going to say, oh, I want to go work out, I'm fun, I want to not eat ice cream, whatever. You know, they'll have days like this and you'll have days like that. The main thing is to stay consistent as much as you can. The second C, and something we agreed was very important to the both of us, stood for creativity. You mentioned another thing which I wanted to touch on is the creativity. I used to train a lot more on strength and I would do, you know, heavy sets with weights and sprints and things like that. And now, as I get a little bit older, I'm shifting my focus. I'm still doing the strength. I'm still doing my cardio. But I'm shifting my focus more to stretching and range of motion movements. And coming up with really some fun routines that I'm doing and seeing changes in my flexibility, changes in my range of motion, injuries that I've had that keep popping their heads occasionally, but I can overcome. And it's something that I've really put into my program 
I do it against a wall, I do it with a stick, I do it on a chair, I do it with a ball. I, I mean, I find all these fun things to do. I think I'm, I'm actually planning to do uh, more videos and put them into routines. So I, you know, share it with, with, with viewers. And that last piece he talked about brought up the third C and why I believe he has been able to do what he's done for so long for so many people, the value of community. I personally like to get people involved. I, I get a joy out of seeing somebody that wants to start changing and I, I've experienced a lot of people and, and see what those changes have done to them, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, with their relationships and everything. And it's, a, it's an interesting process to watch. I think one of the main things for me is really to, to, to see people change their lives for the better through health and fitness. There's other ways as well, but health and fitness is, is, is a main issue for me. So I wanted to know, after 40 years being at the forefront of health and fitness, what is Gilad's sweet spot of health? You know, as we get older, we have to adjust our program to our abilities at the present. I really enjoy being active. Um, you know, for me, the sweet spot is finding the balance, really. Again, we're going to, to the issue of balance between doing too much and not doing enough. Now, there are days that I feel like doing more and I'll stop myself. I'll actually stop myself and I say, no, 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 don't, 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 no need to push, okay? The days of my Olympic hopes are gone. Now I'm just doing it for myself, for my health, for my well-being, to feel fit and active and to inspire people that I come across. is to inspire them to pull out the best out of themselves. So yeah, I think that that's, that's my sweet spot. And it's an ongoing uh, challenge because things change. Like I said, it's, you know, you, you, the body changes, the metabolism changes, and you constantly have to, you know, sort of play, play along with it. Somebody's listening to this and saying, you know what? That kind of sounds a little bit like me. I, 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 wonder, I wonder if I could do this. What might you say to those people? I say just do it. Get up and just do it. If, if anybody can make, make big changes in their lives if they're consistent. If they want it, they have to want it, and they have to fit into their lifestyle. Results can be amazing. Uh, the changes that people experience, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. But there will be challenges, especially one in particular we can't even see. Never compare yourself to anybody else because, there's, there's, first of all, there's only one, one like you. And you don't know what the other person is thinking. You don't know. You don't know what their issues are. We all have that seed of envy in us as humans. But I think if we work with it a little bit, understand that you are unique. And your job is to do the best that you can with what you've got. Not with what he's got or she's got or they've got. And the mindset we need to start? Not to overthink it, not to get overwhelmed. I think building success into your program is key. I think that taking it one step at a time is key. Uh, not making contracts in your mind that your body cannot meet. In other words, as they say, if you're going to learn how to cross-country ski, pick a small country. 
I think I think that's the best advice. At 68 years old, after 40 years of being in the public eye as a positive, high-energy fitness professional, Gilad had one final bit of wisdom to share. I'm in touch with uh, Elaine Lalane, Jack Lalane's wife. I think now in March she's going to be 97. She's sharp as a razor blade, works out every day. Obviously she can't do what she did 20 years ago or 30 years ago, but for 97 she's doing really well. May we all get to be that age. It's been tested and proven many, many times that at the age of 90, if you decide to start working out, you can increase your strength, you can increase your muscle size, you can improve your metabolic rate. All these things are true at any age. So you can improve yourself. You can't change the process of life. It's going in one direction but you can slow down the process. And you can not just add years to your life, but you can add life to your years. And I think that's what everybody wants. They want to get older and stay fit and healthy while they're getting older so they can enjoy older age. Consistency, creativity, community. These are the core values that have not only allowed Gilad to lead and inspire millions of people from all over the world for the last 40 years, but also to find his own sweet spot of health, where there's a balance and self-awareness that act as a guide to his best self. Have you taken some time to discover your core values and see how they align with your health? If not, I invite you to take some time in the next day or so to do just that. It may just help you get one step closer to finding your sweet spot. Finding Your Sweet Spot is written, edited, and produced by Scott Hefner. Music composition and sound design by Hefner Wellness Productions. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating or write a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It really helps people find the show and spread the word to others who may be inspired by what they hear. Check out the show notes where you can click on any of the links to learn more about Hefner Wellness, my guests, and other resources. You've been listening to Finding Your Sweet Spot.